So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries program, More Than Conquerors. We are delighted you've joined us, and Terry and I really count it an honor and a privilege that has been given to us to wash your feet with the Word of God, like Amen. we like to say so many times. And we're just delighted that you've joined us. Um, it's just an exciting time that we live in. I think it's a very complicated challenging. <laughs> the Bible says, yes, even perilous times that we live in. And we just never believed it would be this perilous and this complicated, but it certainly is. And uh, between bureaucratic governments and um, a lot of illegality, and uh, the Bible says wicked men shall wax worse and worse That's in right. the last days. And my goodness, are we ever seeing that happen right before our eyes? So it behooves us as Christians, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are to be better than we've ever been before. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. to be better people. God's looking really for better people. Sure. <laughs> He's looking for a church that will be obedient and a church that will be quick to hear, quick to obey, and quick to do what God's called us to do. So uh, that brings us to <laughs> going to the world. You going know, to the world. That, no, what you're saying, though, I, I was telling some people just the other day, I said, you know, for us, Word of Faith folks, right? <laughs> this time we're living in kind of kind of puts us in a quandary. Yes, uh, because as Word people, yes, that believe the Word, mm -hmm. we know that times are going to get worse and worse and right. worse. The Bible right. said it's going to get dark and gross darkness. Gross darkness. And yet, yeah. as, as Word of Faith people, we're always believing for better and confessing <laughs> better and praying better and demanding better and commanding right. better. Right. And so we're almost fighting against ourselves, thinking, I'm, I'm going to push this thing for better, but I know it's going to get worse. <laughs> well, and, you know, the analogy... We that, can make our part better. Right. And the analogy, uh, all from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you know, Paul said, these things have been written mm -hmm. in the past yeah. to show us how it's going to be in the in the sure, end time. Sure. And so when the children of Israel were held uh, as in slaves uh, in Egypt, one of the plagues was, Terry, that the... It became dark. Yes. I mean, in the middle of the day, right. uh, you know, it was just dark and people couldn't couldn't do anything. And yet over in the part of town where the Jews lived, <laughs> it was just sunshine, and, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. it was just uh, it was a type. The Bible says of what's going to happen in the end time, that there will be all these different things that, that happen that correlate with what has happened in the Old Testament. And here we are living where there's darkness out there and yet there's light. Sure. Over here where the so people we just of God have to are. Keep, keep our our where we live light. Right. Always the light. Yeah. Always better. And always, always the light. God. But the end of the world is coming. Yes, it is. It is coming. I know 
know people, some some don't believe it. Even Christians don't believe it. They just think it's going to just keep on going. Well, it's not going to keep on going no, no. <laughs> with the plans that, that uh, some of the people in the world have today that they are planning to take over, rule, be gods, just like the Tower of Babel. We're going to ascend to the throne of God, you know. More that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> that's why. That's why it validates our job. We have job security <laughs> because we know that the gospel has to be preached, and there's just a short amount of time yes. to get it done. Yeah, and and the church is going to have to come back to the realization, like we were talking about last week about missions, that um, soul winning. Yes, is the key factor the number yes. one thing it's the thing jesus died for. right you know, terry you know you heard me say so many many times that jesus never died for christians right <laughs> he died for sinners yeah and, let's and, keep that in mind and all of us that are born again uh we can just learn more and more and more word right uh but that doesn't affect our salvation our salvation no, doesn't affect right. the population of heaven no it doesn't so our job is to populate heaven our job is to get right. people born again that's right because it doesn't matter how much word we learn and how many greek words and hebrew that's words so we true. learn this guy out here that doesn't know jesus is that's still so going true. to hell he's still going to hell and so we've got to yeah it's like i told you when when covid first started right and uh la last year and in, in, in what it was it in march of 20 mm -hmm. um and you and i had a crusade planned for pakistan right and uh, we were going to have a hundred thousand muslims in the crusade mm -hmm. and then we were going to have 2500 christian pastors uh in the daytime right. and i was going to train them in the word of faith right but at night i'm going to preach salvation and have miracles blind right. eyes would open but deaf ears would unstop cripples would walk devils would be cast out right and people would be born again yes and so when uh, covid hit and pakistan shut down and england shut down and the united everything shut down the u.s shut down and uh we had to cancel that pakistan said you can only have a meeting of 10 people no more than 10 people right and here we were gonna have a hundred thousand right and you and i had already committed to to rent 600 buses mm -hmm. Uh, for a hundred dollars a piece to That's bring right. people to and from the crusade, so we had already committed sixty thousand. Get everybody 000, home at night. Sixty thousand yeah. dollars just for buses alone. Right. Not to mention uh, our airfare, our, our hotels, our our transportation, yeah. uh, and then feeding those twenty five hundred yeah. pastors and, and and all the we we you know we're looking Treating at hundred thousand well. dollars. Yeah. Right. But uh, when we had to cancel that. You know, because you live with me, that I grieved over that for four months. Right. Now, I still feel bad about it. I still don't yeah. like it. But I mean, I I hurt. I grieved over it. Right. And I told you, I said, you know, if if we don't if we don't go to churches in the states, my partner churches, because we usually preach in my partner churches, people that support us and love us and pray for us, we we give them first place on the calendar to go minister in right. their churches. Right. And uh, I said, you know, if our partner churches don't hear me, if they cancel my meetings, it's no big deal. Sure. You know, because if they don't hear me, it's no big deal right. because they're Christians. Yeah. If they right. die, they're going to go to heaven. Yeah. Whether I come or don't come, don't make any difference. Right, right, right. But those 100,000 Muslims that were going to be at the crusade. Never heard. If they die. Right. Before they hear the gospel and can accept Jesus. Right. They'll go to hell. And they'll go to hell for, for eternity. And so I grieved over that. My, for, my, it was hard my. on me for four months. I mean, I, like I said, I'm still bugged about it. But I mean, I was hurting over it for a long time. I said, right. oh, God, those people are going to go to hell. And, and the church today, I think they've forgotten that, that, that 
we're winning. The church so. is so hung up <laughs> on on that little phrase everybody's using these days on yeah. of make disciples, right? That they're forgetting about winning the lost, right? And so they just want to go and get some Christian and just teach them and train them and teach them and train them. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's no, just that right. has nothing to do with right. missions. Right. It has nothing to do with the Great Commission. It has nothing to do with somebody going to heaven. Right. It has nothing to do with the blood that Jesus shed. It has nothing to do with the crucifixion. Right. Uh, Jesus died. Well, Jesus said about himself, he said, the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which, that is, which lost. is lost. Paul yeah. said to Timothy, he said, Son, don't forget why Jesus came. Jesus Christ came to the world to save sinners. Right. And so that that was the whole point. And that was the whole point of him dying right. and shedding his blood uh, is so that, that people would be rescued from the devil's hell and be able to go to heaven. And I the mean, church has it. got to get that's back to right missions there. and that's understand it. that missions isn't just making disciples. It isn't right. just teaching the taught. Right. Nothing wrong with teaching the taught, but that's not missions. Hmm. Missions is winning the loss. That's right. I was just, you know, thinking uh, over and over several dynamic situations, just several circ- types of circumstances you and I have been in the last right. several weeks and thinking about how uh, the focus of the New Testament uh, from all the writers was to get the church uh, ready, prepared uh, to win souls and to be better people so that when Jesus returned, sure. they would be aware of the times and the seasons that they lived in. Exactly. So it was teaching to the church, like you said, right. discipling. Teach the talk. Teach them, teaching them how to be better right. so that they have a grander and greater influence over the lost, mm-hmm. you know, and so that, that you will be able to present the gospel in a way, what I always said, they won't be stumbling over me trying to get to Jesus. Sure. <laughs> you know, and it's always Ways that that consistency with it. Yes, we want to teach believers. We want you to learn how to rule and reign. That's what we're doing on this program. That's right. <laughs> we want you to learn how to take authority, be healed, uh, believe God for the financial success that you need to take care of your family and give into the things that God needs yes, you to. Yes. But yet, on the other hand, the whole thing is that we, as a Christian, uh, you know. Uh, presentation to the world is we're not out there twisting people's arms. We're not out there uh, uh, preaching the gospel and threatening people under pain of death that they believe. And what's so cool about you preaching the gospel to the lost, it's just that whosoever will may come. Yes. You know, we just want the chance to go and preach it. We're not looking for a chance to demand obeisance to it. We're We're just looking for a chance for you to get out there and say this is the gospel and we hope you believe it <laughs> and yeah. receive it and you and don't go die and go to a devil's and hell. the church needs to realize that the, the the ministry they have yes paul made that very clear he said he said your ministry your your, your calling right everybody every christian every christian is the ministry of reconciliation, reconciliation. isn't that a great word that you are to reconcile like that Christmas song we was talking about, yeah. you know, back Hark the Herald Christmas, Angels Sing. You know, it says, God and sinners, <laughs> sinners reconciled. That's such a powerful phrase. Isn't that amazing? And, and that's our job. Oh. Every Christian has been anointed by God with the ministry, ministry. of reconciliation, that we reconcile man to God. You know, I've often said that the Bible, uh, wow. the Bible, the Old That's Testament. That's an accounting term. The Old, the Old Testament only anointed three offices. Right. They only poured oil and anointed them, symbol yes. of the Holy Spirit. And that was the priest and the 
the king, the prophet, and the priest. Right. And, and I've said that if you wanted to give them all a job description, mm. then the job of the prophet would be to reveal God to man. Right. So the prophet comes along, here's a sinner man, and so the prophet reveals God to man. The priest's job is then to redeem man mm. to God. Right. And then the, the king's job is to rule. And so every believer, every believer, every born-again person, they are a priest and they are a king. I'm, excuse me, they wow. are a prophet. Excuse me, they are a king and they are a priest. <laughs> right. They may not be a prophet, and some right. people, some Christians are prophets, mm. but not every Christian is a prophet, but every Christian is a king and a priest. Right. And as, as, a, priest, so as a priest, every believer, man, woman, boy, girl, must be redeeming man to God. Right. Reconciling Always. sinners to Reconcile. God. The ministry of reconciliation, bringing in the lost, wow. bringing in the sheep. You know, you know the Bible says that that uh, uh, when we get to heaven so we're going to we're going to uh uh, come with our sheaves, right? You know the harvest, right? To Jesus, right? And, and that's where that old song came from, bringing in the sheaves. Yeah, he that goeth forth and is that the scripture I, says I, he that goeth forth and weeping, yeah. will doubtless come again. again. No doubt he'll come again with rejoicing, yes. and bringing the sheaves in. What a great and so when we scripture! Get to heaven, that's we the Old Testament. When yeah. we get to heaven, we don't want God looking at us, Jesus right. looking at us, saying, "Uh." Where are the sheaves? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wh- wh- why'd you That's come right. empty-handed? Uh, yeah. uh, wh- where, are the, where are the sheaves to lay at my feet? Mm. Did you come empty-handed? And a lot of Christians are going to be really shocked. Right. Because they don't realize they have a job. They're, they're a king. They're a priest. They're supposed mm. to be redeeming man to God. And they're supposed to be ruling and reigning in life by Christ Jesus. Right. And they're not, you know, it's, it's that reconciliation. Did you reconcile anyone? Mm-hmm. Did did you did you tally it up and yeah. and you know and realize how God uh, counts these things as the most important things that you could do on the planet? No, exactly. I mean, I just find that stunning. I mean, if you got some Christians got a well, hundred people out here, and then they're just making disciples out of just teaching them Greek, teaching them Hebrew, teaching them the Bible, <laughs> and do that for fifty years, and then you got one little teenager out here at the mall winning souls. Yeah, right. God's going to be much happier with this yeah, right. kid winning souls. Wow. When they get to heaven with all those sheaves, right? Then this guy over here that's just been teaching the taught. And never won a soul or cared about winning a soul and never taught anybody to win a soul. Well, you know, and Jesus was just mercilessly um, condemning to the Pharisees and Sadducees of his day because all they did was sit around and try to impress each other with with their knowledge of the, you know, the scripture. Sure. And yet they produced nothing but dead men's bones, Jesus said. And you were snakes and vipers, and there was such a competition among them, and there was such an arrogance among them, and yet nobody was doing anything to bring people to the Lord, you know, to to train a heart, to soften the hearts of Israel, to get people turned towards the Lord. It was all about them. You know, they'd walk through a marketplace and, and you know, this says they would ring their bells and they yeah, would sure. prance through there with their priestly robes sure. on, trying to impress, you know, the hoi polloi. Mm-hmm. And here Jesus is saying, hello, anybody remember us? Right. You know, me, right. the Godhead. And it's just as absolutely startling to me, Terry, that we as the church, uh, that's our main job. And yet religion forgets that. Oh, yeah. Religion yeah. focuses on itself and its laws and its rules and its uh, traditions. And yet the gospel, the real gospel, focuses on God to man, man to God. Oh, absolutely. And that's why every believer has a ministry of, of reconciliation. Re- 
reconciliation. Soul winning. Soul winning. And that's why every person on the planet, every Christian, should be supporting missions. Right. And and helping me. You, you know, I don't know what the statistics are today, but I remember teaching this in Bible school years ago. And the the one of the wars were going on, Desert Storm, or one of the in Iraq or Afghanistan somewhere. And uh, and I looked up the statistics. Uh, and was teaching it to a missions class and showing them that that the United States military in that in that war, in that fight, mm-hmm. uh, for every one fighting troop, for every troop that carried a rifle and was was in combat, well, there were 46 support troops. Oh, my goodness. 46 to one was the ratio. Because oh, you got to have truck drivers, you got to have people that bring the ammo, you yes, got to have cooks, yes. you got to have doctors, you got to have you have, oh, you, have, you have this whole. That's and, interesting. And if you're in a military base, you know, like I was stationed at Fort Bliss, and I was stationed at Fort Ord, right. and uh, uh, if you're at a military base, it's it's actually a city. Yes, it is. You know, there there are dry cleaners, <laughs> right. there are laundries, there are swimming right. pools, there's lifeguards. Right. You know, there's 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 the motor pool with all kinds of transportation, motorcycles, cars. Uh, trucks. There's mechanics to work on them. Forty six there, people. There, there's there's uh, there's all these support troops. Our our military doesn't consist of the fighting troop all right. alone. It's, it it exists for the fighting troop. Right. It exists for the fighting troop, but it doesn't it doesn't consist of the fighting troop alone. It's got to have the support troops so the fighting troop can do his job. Right. Because right. somebody's got to bring him bullets. Somebody, somebody's wow. got to, some, somebody's got a doctor wow. when he gets wounded. Somebody's yes. got to feed him. Right, right. And so in missions, it's the same way. We have to realize that, that the church are the support troops. Right. And so you've got missionaries that actually go on the field. Right. That are actually doing the job, that are actually going to a foreign country. Right. And, and, and that are apostles. You know, and laying their lives down. And, and the, the apostles are like the Marine Corps. They get there first. Right. You know, they hit the beach first. Yes. And they, they take the arrows. They take the bullets. They take the attacks. Right. And they make it They make it uh, now livable for the rest of the troops to follow. That's fall. right. That's right. And so and the church needs to understand that. We, we, we really got a, a, a messed up, fouled up, backwards view of missions and missionaries in the church than mm-hmm. what the church used to have when yeah. she did it right. Because we used to look at the missionary and say, oh, man, the missionary's having miracles. The missionary's having blind eyes, open deaf ears, right, unstop, right. cripples walk, casting out devils, winning souls. And the pastors at that time were wise enough to bring the they missionary sure into their churches sure and, and, and expose the people to missions and mm-hmm. miracles. And as a little girl, you saw those missionaries right, come. As a right. little boy, I saw them come and said, "Yes, they're the they're the <laughs> you know they're they're the conquering heroes coming back from the war right. and telling us the war stories right. that that would cause us to be recruited right. and get us excited and say, "Hey, we want to go be a missionary." Uh, and, and yet, it, that's changed now over all these decades to where now we we just kind of look to. Teachers, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, TV preachers, nothing wrong with teachers, nothing wrong with TV preachers, but uh, that's not getting the job done. No, I, I remember, I, you know, I, you and I have talked about this a lot, but, you know, back when we were being raised up as children and teenagers and stuff, we had we had great missionary statesmen and people like T.L. Osborne, you know, and even Billy Graham going into foreign countries. Oh, yeah. And we sure. had and then we studied missions mm-hmm. uh, up till the this 2000 years, yeah. you know, the last 2000 right, right. years. 
right. years. And we had heroes of faith that would yes. have been, and, and their stories were so, oh, <laughs> I yes. mean, watching T.L. Osborne's films where he was in oh, different parts yeah. of the world and all of the things that they went through. And it was just so exciting. And we were in missions churches and missions conventions. Yes. And it was like we were surrounded by the Indiana Jones of the church. Sure. <laughs> sure. Because these people were doing things way far out there than just being faithful to the local church and paying sure. our tithes and, well, when, and when, when, when getting you, the kids to Sunday school. <laughs> when you and Dean and Jackie and I met, uh, y'all were on staff at Lakewood with John right. Osteen. Right. And Jackie and I were living in Mexico as missionaries, and, and, and we came up for that convention. And Brother Osteen had me give my hitchhiker story where the I picked up a hitchhiker and he said he pulled a gun and said, I'm going to kill you. And I said, you can't kill me. I'm a man of God. And he shot at right. me five times. The bullets didn't hit me. And so Brother Osteen Hallelujah. had me tell that. Yes. And you and Dean came running up later and you said, we we feel like me and you, we've got our own Indiana Jones. <laughs> That's you know, right. Because I you, did you, say that. you wanted to yeah. see somebody that was doing it. Right. Because that's what you were raised on. You were raised seeing those missionaries, both in your church and in your Bible school. Right. You saw the missionaries uh, were the frontline troops. Right, right. But the, but the frontline troops, for every troop, you got to have support. You've got to have support. And so you've got to have that's those people sure. that, that, that help you. And so that's why that's where partnership comes in. Right. And, you know, I've had people that have partnered with me since I think some of my oldest partners started in 1977. They're still Isn't with me today. Something? Yeah. And you know, I had partners before that, but they're they're gone now. Yeah, right. But, but still, still with me today. And, and you and Dean partnered with me just, I mean, right. For decades. And uh, well, to me, the, the exciting part, Terry, still is the fact that that God doesn't intend to leave anybody out no. to reconcile. In other words, re the ability to reconcile right. a soul back to God. That's right can come through so many different people. And then the fact that God can use a missionary. God can use all different other kinds of things, and the missionary can take books, right. and the missionary can take tracks, and right. the missionary can all take all those methods of mission all, we talked all about these methods last week, and all these things. You know, the, just the missions conventions that you and I have been in, and then the one we were recently in in the fall. All of those different missionaries that were there were all doing a variety of different ways of outreach. Right. I, you and I just marveled at that. Look at, I mean, God's thought us everything to get into every man's world right. and and influence them right. to come to the the Lord Jesus but, Christ but the as church, their Savior. But the church has to be very careful, Renee, because um, if we don't keep soul winning, soul winning, if we don't keep the main it. thing, the main thing. Yeah, and it's not if we don't keep that up great, there, but we've got to win souls. Then people yeah. people lean to humanitarian aid. That's exactly right. I love right. humanitarian aid. You and I love right. humanitarian aid. Right. This last year, in fact, you know, we we gave to forty orphanages and yes, twenty something nations and more and more we dug water wells <laughs> and built built homes. Yeah, it's and, becoming uh, put roofs on missionaries' houses in the Amazon and yeah. uh, dug water wells in different countries for fresh water. Sure, uh, sure. Gave money for missionary airplane, gave money for missionary's van, yeah. uh, bought a couple of vans. I mean, we did a lot of yeah, stuff yeah. That's, that I, re I term humanitarian aid. Right. We're helping the poor, helping the needy, helping feeding, you know, people. being support drivers. Yeah, right. We're right. supporting. But we also have the ministry, Terry Mize Ministries. Right. Uh, that we go in souls and have miracles, right? And you know we're we're the combat troop, we're the fighting troop, right? We're, we're the marine, we're the apostle that hits the hits the ground, and we have to have that kind of support. We've got to be very careful that we we don't 
I said two or three weeks ago on the program that that if we don't watch out, good becomes the enemy of best. Right. So best is winning souls. Right. <laughs> good is feeding people and clothing people right. and digging water wells and helping people. Right. And that's all wonderful, marvelous. I'm for it. We do it all the time. Yes, We yes. spend tens of thousands of dollars, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars right. doing that. Uh, but but it doesn't ever get clouded in our mind what's really the priority. Right. The, so the, many. We're happy to help. We're happy to do humanitarian aid. We're happy to feed right. people. We're happy right. to dig water wells. But, but that's not missions. That's right. not... That's not the Great Commission. That's not winning the loss. Right. And so we've got to always be winning the loss. We've got to always be winning souls for Jesus and not get the two confused and not think, you know, a lot, a lot of churches in the States now, they'll just have a, a, a missions group in the church. They'll get their young people or their, their young adults or whatever uh, to, to go somewhere on, a, and they call it a missions trip. Uh, but all they do is go somewhere and paint houses you know, for old right. people and motor grass, great. and that's great. That's, that's a humanitarian wonderful. aid. Right. But but in the kids' minds, they confuse it because the church keeps telling them this is a missions trip. Right. And to me, it's not a missions trip. It's 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 an outreach from the church. Right. Churches ought to have outreach. Humanitarian every aid church is ought to have an yeah. outreach. Yeah. And so, uh, and but instead of calling it an outreach, they they tell the kids, "Oh, this is a missions trip." So they get that skewed. You that's know, true. And and, and and they get to think, "Oh, I had a granddaughter one time that she's oh oh grandma." Uh, Papa said, you know, I'm going on a mission trip. Uh, would you help me financially? And I said, well, sure, baby. Where are you going? And she said, you know, three or four towns over here in the States <laughs> to paint houses and stuff. And I right. said, well, honey, I'll help you do that. And I'm glad you're doing it. But but yeah. don't confuse that with missions. You, you know, it's it's not right. a missions trip. Right. And, and I said, I, I, I'm a missionary. I said, I can put you in the mission field. I, I can help you get to the mission right, field. Right. And it made her mother so mad and made her so mad. And her mother cussed me out. I mean, just call me all kind of names, you know, and. And, uh, you know, and who do you think you are and what? And just because I said, hey, I'll help you. I'll give you money to do. I'll support you. But that's not a mission trip. Let me point you to real missions. Because what you're doing is nice to go paint houses for, for an elderly couple. But it's not a mission trip. Well, we hope we've helped you today and, um, and encouraged you. But then more than that, I think uh, provoked you, as the Apostle Paul said, to more good works, to go out and win the lost, uh, to go and share the gospel. And be with, support troops. Yeah. And uh, be faithful to your local church. Do all the things that you can do. Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can <laughs> to help. And then prayer uh, for missions and missionaries around the world. World. And we certainly appreciate our partners and those that stand with us. My goodness Pray gracious, Terry. Oh, my goodness. We are co-laborers. Yeah. And we all share in the rewards of that because we're co-laborers together with God. And that's just absolutely marvelous. Well, our time is gone for today. And uh, we're just so grateful you've listened. God bless you all. And never forget, always remember that you are more, more than, than a conqueror. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. Terry Mize here. Wanted to give you a quick report about JMICF, Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, our great Christmas project for orphans we, we do every year, and uh, let you know that this was our best year ever. Uh, shortly, we'll have all the photos in, all the reports in, and we can give you a full-blown report, but I just wanted to let you know now. Uh, last year was our best year up until this year, and both of those in the middle of a pandemic, so we appreciate what you did. Uh, appreciate your helping us, partnering with us, 
And I want you to know, as I've told you before, that every dime, every cent of what you send us for that project for to JMICF, uh, 100% of that goes to where you send it. So again, we want to thank you. Uh, we appreciate what you've done. I want to ask you to consider partnering with our ministry, with Terry Mize Ministries. So that'll always have plenty of money to do what it needs to do, preaching the gospel around the world and taking care of JMICF as well. So we'd ask you to consider that, pray about it, believe God. We love our partners. We don't take it lightly. We pray for our partners daily. Uh, and then we'd also like to ask you to pray for us, to pray for the ministry and pray for our nation as well. You know, things have been kind of strange and we're in some tough times. And of course, uh, we're here at the end of the age, so things are going to be tough for a while. But uh, I want to ask you to pray for us and pray for the ministry and pray for the nation. God bless you. We love you. You're more than conquerors.